Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The orcas are back. Um, yeah, the uh, I'm going to read this straight from CBS News. A group of orcas managed to sink a yacht off the coast of Morocco last week after its 45-minute attack on the vessel caused irreparable damage. That's a really long time to be attacked by whales. <laughs> I think so. I think you're right. 45 straight minutes of whale-induced terror. Well done, comrades. Inshallah, they will sink another. <laughs> Oh, where did it happen, by the way? In the Strait of Gibraltar. That's neutral territory. We will, we will bridge Gibraltar mm-hmm. with yachts. Look at this chicken shit stuff from CBS. A pod of orcas colloquially called killer whales. They're called killer whales because they are the fiercest killers of the seas, my man. Colloquially. Nonsense. Approached the yacht and hit the steering fin for 45 minutes. Causing major damage and leakage. The list of, They're like, the list of notable orcas involved in incidents on Wikipedia. Yeah. This is all I want to read to you. Cuddles. Oh, none of the crew members were harmed, by the way. Cuddles? So Cuddles, colon, responsible for two documented attacks. Yes. None of the crew was harmed in this, by the way, which means we can celebrate it fully. Oh, fuck. It's Cuddles again. <laughs> Cuddles revenge. Cuddles, Cuddles too. Son of Cuddles. The lines, uh, the, the, the dry quotes from this are amazing. Uh, the orcas also nudged and bit the rudders, one crew member said. Scuttled by Cuddles. I like that they, <laughs> the Cuddles I like scuttle. that the part of the boat that most offends them is the part that most acts like a fish. Mm-hmm. Right? In like Boston. this is an abomination. Yeah. Are killer whales Italian? Orca sounds Italian. Are they all Italian? Uh, the, isn't the name, uh, doesn't it come from 
didn't like Romans give them the name? And they're mm-hmm. very hot tempered. Doesn't it mean like demon or something in Latin? Hmm. Am I making that up? Hang on. Orca's Latin, but Oh yeah. It Our Orca's belong- Catholic. Yeah, it translates as belonging to Orcus. Yeah. This genus name is likely a reference to the hunting prowess of the killer whale. So these orcas are all uh, in the in the Iberian Peninsula near the Strait of Gibraltar. Mm-hmm. Spring break! And, um, <clears throat> all of them have been given a designation and an individual name that goes with it. Like de- a wanted profile? The designation is Gladys, and they all have... They're all Gladys? Yes. So there's, tiny. there's Gladys Blanca, White Gladys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's Tag yourself. Uh, I, I I knew White Gladys. <laughs> Gladys Grease, Gladys mm-hmm. Delilah, Gladys Clara, Gladys Herbile. Like the, it, here's by 2023, the number of Gladyses had increased to 15. This, Tag yourself. This, I'm Gladys Delilah. This sounds like a ladies' baking club or it's, something. It's <laughs> much funnier that a a a team of pissed off orcas named Gladys are the ones destroying are, boats. Yeah, oh fuck! Here come the Gladys. <laughs> I mean, anyone anyone who's watched any kind of you know, any kind of show about South Florida knows that a pack of Gladyses are the last people you want to piss off. Gladi Gladiole. Oh, apparently this has become Orca Gladiator was one of the vernacular <laughs> names for Orca. Gladys the Gladiator. How could you? By the way, how could you? Like, you can just see the scene in the movie where a man raises a rifle at a charging Orca, and another man takes the rifle, pushes it down with the hand, and goes. No, no, es Gladys Blanco. <laughs> it's, Russell, it's Russell Crowe speaking perfect Italian. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what he means by that is, your bullets will only anger. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. As he does in The Pope's Exorcist. It's yeah. too late. It's Gladys Blanco. Okay, I don't know if it's perfect Italian. It's really enthusiastic Italian. Yeah. And then he sings. That's what I need. On day more. Now it's a good movie. <laughs> There's a whale eating the runner. No, seriously, the Pope's Exorcist is really good. And they're going to make like nine more because it's all Russell Crowe wants to do now. Two, four, six, franchise? Orca. Ooh, yeah. Gibra- Galicia Drift. I am still waiting on the series of films where Russell Crowe just gets to play uh, Dirtbag Zeus. What more? Okay, that was amazing. Yeah. But what more do you want from him? Have you seen The Pope's Exorcist? No. Okay. He rides around in a moped. He speaks Italian and Latin with just... With Anne Margaret-like relish, Mm -hmm. is what I would say. And he, like, rides around on a moped in flapping robes again. So all this dude does all day long is he watches... And he kills! He pulls demons out of kids! He hangs out on his farm... He watches, he lies about his workouts. If you've ever looked at Russell Graham's Instagram, he's like, yeah, I biked like 45 miles today and then I did like 200 deadlifts. And then you look at him, you're like, bitch, you didn't do any of that. The other thing he does on social is just take a picture of geography and say, where am I? And, and sometimes everyone's so, just guessing. <laughs> sometimes it's kind of baffling, you know, like sunset over a line of houses on a ridge that could be almost anywhere. But and sometimes, Topeka, I think. Yeah. And, and then sometimes it's like the Golden Gate Bridge and he's like, where am I? <laughs> you're like i need some consistency russ now he also listen he also uh i don't want to say claims because i believe this is absolutely true he also has be- befriended two different horses that were his horse in the movies he he said mm-hmm. for years that the horse that he gave a speech sitting on in gladiator 
was in the horse pool again in Robin Hood wait, and recognized wait, him, and he wait. went to visit him every day. Yeah, yeah. And then he also befriended his ho- his uh, his white horse, who was named Rusty, uh, in Robin Hood. Uh, showed up again in Les Mis, and he was like, they asked him about it, and he said that he was quote lifelong friends. Russell Crowe was, of course, the star of Gladi- Gladiator. Oh does shit! Does that mean that he is summoning and and supporting these orcas? Additionally, you said mm-hmm. Russell Crowe has two animals. You know another movie in which Russell Crowe oh has God! two Holy animals oh over God. and over and over How would be. How deep does this go? The greatest film of all, of mm-hmm. course. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. I need to watch it. It's so fucking good. I'll watch it again. What, what movie is this? Noah. Noah. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan. Do Cena. you know? Wait, Correct. Spencer. Do you know Darren Aronofsky? It's an Aronofsky. I know. I know that Aronofsky did a Noah it, movie. So picture Aronofsky doing a Bible story. Does he take it as far as he possibly can? Yes. I have a further theory, which is that Russell Crowe is known for method acting. No, he's not. He's known for taking his he, roles to extremes. Things. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For, uh, these words mean things. I think he is one of the. Yeah, imagine, I want you to imagine if Russell Crowe was known for method acting Russell and Crow's had taken the role actor. and had taken the role in The Pope's Exorcist. Oh my god! Like if if what Spencer is real. saying is true, no, like, like all Russell Crowe like, movies are much funnier now. I know. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Listen, I'm already mad. Have enough you seen today a demon? Have you the seen Oklahoma a demon lately? Has already made me angry. Don't no, maybe you have Russell, Russell Crowe Crow to think for. And even actor. if I had, I'm not the Pope. So. Like Russell Crowe has famously mocked method acting. He's one of the killer whales, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. All I know is he didn't brush his teeth in that one movie, and everyone got mad because he smelled so bad. To me, that's method acting. I think I think Master and Commander is the one instance of Russell Crowe method acting, which is to say he just loves hanging with his. Oh bros. God! Here it is. Here is my favorite quote. Okay, when uh, this is from the Nice Guys press tour at Cannes. Russell Crowe got up in front of, and, and somebody asked him about like his acting teachers growing up, and he's like, "Nah, I rely on the Russell Crowe method." He's like, "He's never been to drama school. I don't even know what the Stanislavski method may be. I have no fucking idea, and I don't care to know. Seriously, it's not actually that complicated. <laughs> if you want to be an actor, work it out for yourself." And then he quotes this. He quotes this amazing. I love this Lawrence Olivier quote, which is, "Learn your dialogue and don't bump into the furniture." Correct. Oh, shit. I just realized something else. We can't be actors because we all bump into the furniture. No. You know what it, you know you know what the opening title card says in Master and Commander? Oceans are battlefields. Oceans are battlefields mm-hmm. and now the orcas have made it I'm so te- I'm telling you, orca. one of them is Russell. War was declared. We yeah. didn't heed the warning. If you and see now an orca the and it's got, are swarming all around. If you see an orca and it's still got the cassock, it's still got the priest outfit on, that's Russell. It's he just came straight from the side. Flawless Latin. Yeah. Nobody fl- knows what good Latin sounds like. That's a oh, joke. shit. It's Cuddles Gladys, the poke, Pope of Orcas. <laughs> pope exorcist yeah. Orca. Gladys Russell, <laughs> Russell in a Crow, zoo skirt. Orca Pope. And ah, he's singing. This is Vatican Blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Holy See. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, ah! my God. <laughs> <sighs> We're so fucking back. All right, start the episode. No! Shut down, full cast. You are listening to the internet's only 
college football podcast i am spencer hall i am joined as i am every week by jason kirk ryan Nanny, holly anderson and on the ones and twos the legendary michael server this episode as What's all of our legend? episodes are are yeah. brought to you by what is the legend which legend the le- papa we went to story what's the legend of michael serber the legend of michael serber is that one day one day back in the day there was a holy chalice high in the blue ridge mountains okay a chalice kept within a log cabin inside another log cabin inside wow. a fortress inside another log cabin inside a chalice the heart of a young girl a cherokee casino anyway in order to access the a treasures cherokee casino in colorado I said the Blue Ridge. Okay. So anyway. You put the Blue Ridge Mountains in Colorado. So anyway, in order to access this, one brave man, in order to bring forth the chosen one, had to overcome all the obstacles, had to win at a number of different automated uh, gaming machine type games, had to go from cabin to cabin, had to take his own Link's journey through the many dangers of Hyrule and the Labyrinth in order to bring that which would bring the chosen one through. And by that, I mean... A beautiful can of Coors Light poured into the chalice over a an immaculate copy of Steely Dan's Asia. That that brought forth the chosen one. And when it was born, it was given the human name so we could comprehend it. Michael Ray Serper. This episode is brought to you by Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Hey, speaking of the Cherokee. Tell it again. <laughs> no, no, no. It seems like a legend to me. Speaking of the Cherokee. Have you guys ever heard of tom and randy boyd don't believe so no spencer not you no ryan not you no oh thank god okay it came to my attention during the saturday night live show uh saturday night live is the name of our saturday night college football podcast it's the name of our own invention uh it came to my attention that some of y'all don't know about tom and Randy Boyd. Randy Boyd is the current president of the University of Tennessee and a failed gubernatorial candidate from 2018? His father uh, is a wealthy businessman named Tom. Did you all know that current UT president, Randy Boyd, and his father wrote a truly deranged children's book that ripped off the hobbit so blatantly that the tolkien estate sued them to make them change it what was the name of the book (sighs) lord of the bogey's trek outcasts (laughs) to inner earth (laughs) but hobbits are bobbins in this story Uh, the cover art looks I'm going to drop this in here so you guys can look. The cover art looks lascivious in like a middle schooler taking his first upskirt photos in an 80s problematic comedy kind of way. Oh, that look on that uh, person's face. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Conan O'Brien? That's a bobbin. That's a bobbin. Uh, Boki's Trek follows the adventures of a young man named Boki to villages of the orcs, gremlins, fairies, leprechauns, dwarves, paws, 
Yetis, which I assume is just the coolers. The cooler, yeah. Tree mm-hmm. elves and ground elves. These adventures take place in another dimension, which is the home of the ancient lore characters. You have to read the book to find out how all these characters ended up in the world of man. Now, this is a guy who wrote a book before this called A Father's Son, which should prevent him by law from publishing other books ever. But we live in a free country, sort of. Um, and the Boyds are kind of copyright infringement enthusiasts. Uh, Randy famously made his first fortune by waiting for a bunch of pet technology patents, like electric collars and stuff, to expire, and then hopping on his own. Uh, and so th- this is this is kind of their thing. This is also the guy who, do you remember the... Um, do you remember back? It was probably I assume this was in New York when they were they were talking about a a Silicon Valley technology company that was going to genetically track your dog's poop so it could tell whose dog had been shitting on the sidewalk and not picking it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, he didn't invent that company, but he copied it and made another company just mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. So um, the, mm-hmm. this one thing we are we've skipped over a little bit on this. Oh part. no! Oh no! We're not skipping it. Uh, what What do you think we're skipping? The print length? Right. Okay. So okay. The book is only, okay. So the book is only 80 pages long, right? <laughs> which, which, which is the least, like, Tolkien well, thing about it. I don't, well, I don't think the wiki page is 80 pages long. I am so glad you brought that up because this book isn't really a book. It's a promo device. Because did you also know, my gentle brothers, that they then, Tom and Randy Boyd, built a fucking rip-off Shire based on this concept 15 minutes from Tennessee's campus during the pandemic. (laughs) Now, Randy Boyd says the village was inspired by traveling to the four corners of the state during his failed campaign for governor and coming home and wishing everybody would just get along. Uh, I'm going to quote here. Boki's trek, Outcasts to the Inner Earth, was Tom's first fictional tale that combined the magic of fantasy with real-life themes of acceptance, understanding, and open-mindedness. You can see here why Tennessee did not elect him uh, as the GOP candidate for governor. So they tried to build this whole thing in South Knoxville, and it was supposed to be this huge 150-acre resort. The community revolted. Uh, The Boyds offered then $30 million to move the whole thing to Sevier County to land owned by the Eastern Band of the Cherokee. The deal fell through, this is my favorite part, after a unanimous vote from the Tribal Council that was preceded by no discussion. Wow. Um, And completion was originally scheduled for April 2020. So I had kind of forgotten about this since I knew they had... Have we said the name of this place yet? Ancient Lore Village. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that's like calling a cemetery dead person ground. So Oh, there's a there's a gremlin cemetery that you can play games in inside. So I had not I had not thought about this thing in a couple of years because I know they put up also the, the where it really rips off Tolkien is visually. Sure. Um, like, go just look up, look up ancient lore village, and just look at the buildings. They're all these little round hobbits. Oh, I'm houses. looking. I'm I'm reading. I'm okay. reading. Uh, okay. This is a sentence on so, the website. Fun fact: the orc home <laughs> is ADA compliant for anyone needing a little extra space and wheelchair accommodations. That's so funny God. that they complied with the ADA because they got hit during construction with multiple environmental violations for erosion and water pollution, and never finished the project. Mm. So there's. It was described. I I haven't been up there in. 
uh, in a couple of years, like since it was under construction still. So I went to look around on Knoxville Reddit to see if anyone I knew had actually been there. And I saw it described as a Hobbit strip mall under giant power lines. And if that ain't East <laughs> okay. Tennessee. I'm, I'm sold. Uh, if that ain't East Tennessee, I don't know what is. Anyway, that's my Cherokee story. So you can get a uh, second brunch. Second breakfast buffet. It is basically a glorified Airbnb with some outdoor activities. This was supposed to have like a lazy river and a convention center. And uh, if they built a lazy river, I might have gone. I think hobbits are a great fit for basically anywhere in the South. They love mm-hmm. to blow shit up. They weed. love to sit around, smoke weed, Hate shoes. Uh, they, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. they're always barefoot. Um, they do as little work as possible, I, which I completely endorse. Mm-hmm. Um, out of nowhere, they're just like, hey, we're going to go walk up that mountain way over there. Are we going to come gar- back? I don't know. Gardeners? They have huge problems with very It takes small them like 40 years to read one thing. Right. It, it, I was have, born in Georgia. I can say that's fine. They have huge problems with very small changes to their schedule, right? Like, what What do you mean? We ain't evacuating. What do you mean? watching SmackDown. What is the ultimate victory of The Hobbit? To get on a fucking boat. To get on a giant bird. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. We're going to ride a goddamn boat really far, and I, I ain't never coming you back. You me I got to get on a boat, and I don't ever have to come back sign. I'm going to get on a big old goddamn boat. You ain't ever going to see my ass again. Bilbo! Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo! <laughs> Bilbo! Get off that No, that ain't, my, that ain't my goddamn name anymore. If I told you Bilbo Baggins had... Tom G. Hossafat Bombadil, if you don't come in here right now. If I told you Bilbo Baggins had two years starting at Kentucky and threw 14 touchdowns and 38 <laughs> no, 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 interceptions he's a, he's in a, 1985. He's a receiver or like a 190-pound running back who's 5'5". Five five. Yeah. Uh, center who averages 2 and 10. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I, um, I just... I. I do you know how hard it is to 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 rip off a book that, to oversimplify, invented a genre of literature? Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, quite possibly the most ripped off book of the last century. You ripped it off so much that you got sued? That's hard. You wrote an 80-page book that caught the attention of the Tolkien estate? Yeah, that's like a throat clearing. <laughs> I, if I were the Tolkien estate, I wouldn't read anything unless it was 900 pages, right? I'd be like, rookie numbers. That's I'm serious author. 80 pages that's a table of contents and somehow somehow you 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 wrote a a um a summary of your book that ripped off more than the millions of other tolkien ripoffs managed to rip off i'm impressed like what in 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 the fellowship of the ring how far what has happened by page 80 oh not a goddamn thing right Have we, have I we, know who can answer this right now. How many Bilbo birthdays have we passed at that point? One? <laughs> Gandalf isn't back with the research. Like, the movie skips ahead, like, 50 years in a blink. But, no, Gandalf's off doing his own research Man, at that who, point. Somebody is having a good old time with a chainsaw at Jason's. In Jason's yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> it's uh, the ants. They're not ants. We call them... Uh, we call them by a different word. It's ants. They're ants uh, here. <laughs> they're totally different. Wow. It's totally different. <laughs> Um, but this man, I'll go, ch- I'll go to chapter eight in Lord of the Rings and see what's happened. Okay, because yeah. this man is, and he's the president of the, of, of the University of Tennessee. Tw- uh, yeah, yeah, huh. he is. Ask us how that's going. Okay. Um, so let's see. In page eighty, which my copy of Lord of the Rings is twelve hundred and ten pages. Uh, Gollum is, or Bilbo is just now picking up the ring from the the ring from Gollum. Cool. Yeah. 
Cool. So Fellowship hasn't even started yet. Like Fre- Bilbo is like filling Frodo in on backstory. The chapter is called The Shadow of the Past. We're still yeah. in the prologue to the prologue. This is why Tolkien didn't have a phone. He'd have to let somebody else talk on the other end. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Yeah. Spencer, all his friends are dead. Who's he supposed to talk to? C.S. Lewis. <laughs> all my friends are dead. That's right. All he's got is C.S. Lewis. Sad. He's got to be like, yeah, he's got like, I, I got to talk to somebody hey, who's not as good a writer as me. me. Yeah. There is one of the characters in this, I swear to God, is like a little tiny dog with wings. Oh, you looked at the character page. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, is that sorry, Bilbo? I forgot, or is I that, forgot uh... something. I forgot something. All of these characters in this book are basically fanfic versions of Randy Boyd and his, or uh, of Tom Boyd and his family, including their dog. So, so. they did self-insert Tolkien ripoff that's so bad, mm-hmm. Tolkien's, mm-hmm. Tolkien's corpse sued him. Mm-hmm. I that's love, awesome. I love that. These though. guys are also like ultra right winger. It's kind of like in that he gets us Jesus, Jesus mode. Mm. But these guys are ultra right wingers who are preaching empathy. Yeah, which should which should scare you enough. Yeah, empathy for who? Mm-hmm. Um, Wouldn't it be great if we? So listen, I haven't bought the book because it costs forty dollars. But apparently, the forty dollars for eighty pages. <laughs> yeah. Jason, um, whatever you're charging, Jason. Price of the brick is. I'm, I'm calculating this math. That's uh, that's 150 dollars for me. <laughs> How many blog posts is that? Price um, of a fucking brick. <laughs> but um, oh god, I forgot what I was gonna say. What was I talking about? Uh, you haven't bought it, even though oh, no, no, it's seven hundred thousand so dollars. Apparently, their way. Apparently, their way of saying no, we're not. Uh, we're not ripping off Tolkien and saying, no, in our story, the roundhouses are the point because they go from village to village and everybody just wants to live in roundhouses and worship the same God. And isn't that great? Mm. Mm. Yeah, good, good. God damn, it's not cheap to stay at this place either. No, it's $300 a night for the cheapest room. Fuck me. Oh, which, I love, yeah, which just... kind of looks like the the, the swords and, and the, the swords and incense store at the mall blew up inside a Tuesday morning. I wow. love the idea that, like, no, it's totally different. There's a deity. Okay, come on now. Have you not read the Silmarillion? It's got all, <laughs> the, all the Silmarils. It's the, sil- the silver salamander. It's got deities in it. So Sim- I know Silmarillion. He owes me money. The salamander millionaire. It's it's got the same. It's it's all got the Appendic- same. I ain't got my appendices no more. I, I had I sold it to buy this fucking boat so I can sail west and never look at any of you some bitches ever again. Give me my goddamn oh. ring. I won that in 1987, winning state. I love. Hang on, theme- I'm gonna check I love theme park and resorts as propaganda. That's why I loved Splendid China. <laughs> Wait, I know we've talked about this before. Is Splendid China still open? No, no, no. Uh, they're they are super gone. closed. Long gone. Yeah. In fact, in a great twist to the current, the former site. They're of, making me remember the Roman numeral for eighty. The former site so. of. Splendid China is now going to be uh, is now the home a, of a Margaritaville resort. It's supposed resort. to be, yeah. I don't know oh, if they wow. opened yeah. it, but yeah. 22, 33. Take that, take that communism. 43. <laughs> 53. We, you, you couldn't keep that shit open. We had to build a Margaritaville on 62. it. 62. Yeah, this is this is my favorite thing because everybody will say this is obviously what people will get from it, and instead people will show up and be like, "Hey, you got any more of them cinnamon rolls?" I think what we should do is Tom Bombadil's Margaritaville. Oh That's my god! Everyone, right? 
just like completely fucking forget the whole world exists. Just come here and turn up and dance and sing along. What and a merry fellow. Yeah. We're just gonna we're just gonna be like lose all concept of the world while dancing by a river. Yeah. 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 Tom Bomba Chill brought to you oh by oh, Fire wow. When the ring turn when when Sting turns you know blue, the orcs are near. Cold mountain? That's right. Mm, oh. That mountain was hot, wasn't it? Had fire in it. Little too. Little too. Ne- they needed that fire, but you don't because you're not trying to destroy the ring. One, you need a one cold can mountain. to rule. Them not all. like the movie. Just the image. Just the image of me throwing a course light tall boy into. <laughs> <the bathroom. laughs> and Gollum yeah, chilling out and Gollum but 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 and like Gollum then what are you doing? And she's like, ah, ah, and then he melts. Yeah, but I, like the 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 effect of that is you're telling the mountain like, hey man, just cool off, just cool yeah, off just, a little bit. Here, just chill, man. <laughs> and and Sauron's like, Sauron's <laughs> like, hey y'all, my bad. I, <laughs> I was being a real dickhead. <laughs> y'all, didn't you watch the Amazon show? I'm hot now. Let's be friends. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've reverted to my pretty form. Fuck, it's cool. Devastatingly hot. They should have put like a QR code for a free million dollars at the end of that Amazon uh, Tolkien show. I watched it to the end because that's how you got to get to Hot Sauron. <laughs> You're the probably, only one who would have gotten a that million dollars. Can... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. But, and that's, but that's, like, would you, you could spend millions of dollars making this show for Amazon, or you could just write 80 pages and boom, look at that. You're, you are Tolkien. Same amount of attention. A, hey, let's write the Lord of the Rings in the off season. Sure. Okay. Yeah, let's that's, start That'll it. be shut down full book number two. Are we, are we also building a, a crappy resort around it? I need, Ryan, I need a lazy river. Okay. We're building an awesome resort around it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Fuck yeah. What if we just like, okay, not all the wolf lodges, the great wolf lodges will succeed, right? I was no. going to suggest that we maybe we can get around this by just like mixing so much IP that it's impossible to sue. But then I realized that's ready player one. That's well, <laughs> yeah. I was going to, I was going to say that's Warhammer, but yeah. Yeah, that is Warhammer. You Warhammer, Warhammer as we cool speak version. is currently stealing all of the IP. Are, that there, you have. are there Warhammer resorts? Not yet. <laughs> Y'all. It's called hell. Yeah, it's called hell, and it rules. <laughs> More corpse starch? That's Please. called England, I think. It is England, yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't know Warhammer has a chippy? A <laughs> uh, what? The chippy. Damn. Yep. Is that a meal or something? Yeah, it's fish and chips. You go down to the oh, chippy. Oh, okay. And get, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a good cast. Sorry we, sorry we ran out of souls, QE2. <laughs> yeah. That's this is how this is how eventually we make the shirt I want to make, which is the Nebraska Corn Huskers, which is just that's you good. Know, it's already red. Husker yeah. covered in blood. It's mm. yeah, it's the right color and everything. All I saw was the corn. Anyway, nothing else has happened in college football this week, so thank you for spending <laughs> forty minutes with me talking about the abandoned Lord of the Rings ripoff nature park. <laughs> Wait, is right. is it abandoned? No, but it kind of looks abandoned. Oh, it looks sad. Yeah, they yeah. didn't finish it. Yeah, okay. that means Gollum's there. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you can stay there. Like, the the rooms are open, and they have like occasional public events. But it's not. It's not a resort. Listen, this is next to Gallenberg. We know from resorts. This is so not a the, resort. It's the Mines of Moria. Ain't no vista. Ain't no view. This would be. By the. Is there any sweeter phrase to the ears of a half delinquent teen than abandoned, half completed theme park? Abandoned like Shire. Oh. Come on now. Yeah. Like, I apparently splendid China. Uh, which is the other thing that's made me think of, has been vandalized and attacked many, oh, many, many times. By there's a whole subculture of the people who used to sneak into Typhoon Lagoon. 
after it was closed and the other river parks and like photograph them as they fell into eldritch disrepair. Ooh. Yeah, you, you no, know, you'll fall down a rabbit hole with this. Go look up like rotting typhoon lagoon photography. Do it in the dark. It is a like we are very lucky the Silver Dome did not overlap with TikTok because right? that would have become a trend. Silver oh, doming. Hey, teens are doming. <laughs> <laughs> the first to ever create slang with that uh out of that that word, yeah. Well, this is like the the abandoned uh, island in the middle of Lake Buena Vista. Yes, yes. Didn't somebody yeah. swim to that recently? Yes, like yes. The one that used to be was it used to be Tom Sawyer Island. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know and who swam to it? Russell Crowe. You know how we <laughs> fix it? Put orcas in the lake. <gasps> Russell Crowe will befriend them. Yep. Nice try. That's your crowd yeah. control. He'll he'll make sure that nobody comes to Russell Crowe Island. That's a magic hour. That's a Disney. That's a Disney uh, feature. <laughs> Russell like. Crowe. Russell Crowe Island. Island. Just it's make like, it. Is this about a movie? Or, <laughs> is nope. this Australia? No. Nope. It's just Russell Crowe. No. Why would Why would it be? <laughs> remember this? He would. No. He's down for this because remember when he when he got divorced, <laughs> he had an auction. And We've talked about had, this at least five no, times. Is, yeah, yeah, the Russell Crowe divorce auction. We're gonna do this it. Is, yes, the yeah, art of divorce. Can we get all Russell Crowe? All you need to remember is that Russell Crowe was in Cinderella Man, so this is canon. Yeah. <gasps> oh hey, no! There we go. Oh there we no! Go. I just realized he was in a movie called Cinderella Man. Do the moms for liberty know? <laughs> it's time to let him know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I have another forty-minute monologue in me today about uh, about um gender swapped casting and things but i know we have to get to the wall street journal article we right. do i'm gonna, Before I'm gonna we let y'all stallions it up ryan thank you i hope that was worth your time it was i will never go to this place but i will curse its existence <laughs> ryan we're breaking in after hours buddy it's okay. happening yeah fuck yes where where um, is it exactly um it's it's like 15 minutes south of ut okay good it's it's between you've been to my parents house it's between my parents house and gatlinburg like halfway up that drive uh, anything near gatlinburg has got yeah. to be spectacular no judge no judge will convict you hey before we for <laughs> real before we get into um connor stallions versus sparta jeff i wanted to bring to our attention a post from josh friedman you can find this thread he is at josh friedman spelled fried man on blue sky um <laughs> He starts this in a very sweet way. Uh, hey, Fullcast, not sure if you recall one of the episodes from last February. That's a very fair, Good very question, fair guess yeah. of you, Josh. Um, this is the guy who submitted the story about a bunch of Army and Special Forces guys going batshit at a wedding in Mexico. The episode, if you would like to pull it up, is called Harson Around. Um, anyway, one of the guys in that story uh, just lost his life to cancer. And... Uh, we we had been we had been asked to uh shout out earnestly on the show a an an extended extended member of the full cast uh extended universe but anytime one of those likes winks out uh we feel it hard you can you can get more details on Josh Friedman's thread on blue sky thank you Josh uh Ernest we raise delicious coke zeros and mountain dews and Gatorade twitches and Coors Lights to you. We are such a well-hydrated show. Um, but cheers to you, buddy. Rest well. Have you ever heard the legend of Good Game Tim? He was a boy during the Great Depression, and to make money, he'd travel to cities and towns with a simple offer. 
For a dollar, you could challenge him to any game you chose. And if you won, he'd give you $20. Now, Tim could make such an enticing offer because this kid was an absolute whiz at games of all sorts. It could be a child's game like Hopscotch or Hide and Seek, or it could be an adult game like Poker or Backgammon. Tim would always walk away victorious. And they called him Good Game Tim, not just because he was so successful, but because he was a real sportsman about it. Tim never gloated, even as he won game after game after game. But one day, the rich owner of a local concert hall took Tim to his venue and challenged him to a new contest. My boy, he bellowed, I'll bet you can't pick the cheapest seat in this fine hall. And true enough, Tim was stumped. How was a child supposed to take the guesswork out of buying tickets or guarantee the lowest price to an event? Tim handed the concert hall owner $20 and disappeared for decades. Until he re-emerged triumphantly as an app and website, GameTime.co. Now, Tim, who accidentally added an E to his name when registering, can offer you last-minute ticket deals to NBA playoff games, baseball, concerts, and more. GameTime offers you last-minute deals where you can save up to 60%, and he provides you with panoramic views from your seat in the app before you buy. So take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code FULLCAST for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, and again, create an account and redeem code F-U-L-L-C-A-S-T for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com so there is yet more reporting and i think it's the most important reporting yet on the connor stallions case at michigan And it's this, that in addition to his, per the Wall Street Journal, in addition to his sign stealing and signal intelligence work Mm -hmm. for the University of Michigan program uh, from reporter Lane Higgins for the Wall Street Journal um, on today as we're recording November 7th, breaking news, Connor Stallion sucks at repairing and managing a, a vacuum repair business. This is my favorite thing. Because Connor Stallions, while moonlighting as an assistant for the Michigan uh, program before he was brought on full-time in 2022, um, and while he was uh, serving in the Marines and balancing all of the other things in his life, he was uh, living in Ann Arbor in March 2022 and was operating an unlicensed business. And I will tell you, if there's one thing that the landlords of Ann Arbor 
will not brook or tolerate. They'll be okay with you stealing signs. They'll be okay with you maybe even making a little noise. But leaving an unsightly front porch, son, that is a step too far in your greatest crime yet. That is exactly what happened here. Um, I will read directly from the article. Property records indicate that he purchased a $485,000 house. Near okay, the- this looks like the stroller park outside like the Grand Ole Opry Cafe. Yeah. This is insane. I just saw the picture of the vacuums. Yes. Uh, that he purchased a $485,000 house near the Michigan campus in March 2022. First of all, what? I'm yeah, ev- Evidently, the, the Stallions family got some got some cash. What? Not enough to... You know what? You can't buy cents. Not long after he moved in that spring, dozens of old vacuum cleaners appeared on his front porch. The unsightly stash peeved neighbors and sparked the interest of the Homeowners Association. Dum, dum, dum. Getting HOA involved, y'all, which sued Stallions for allegedly operating an appliance refurbishing business out of his home in violation of its bylaws. But a man has rights. A man has the right to as many vacuums on his home as he likes. This is what he said in response to a summons. I'm sorry, he's 27 and buying a half million dollar house. What are you doing, man? You, Why do you want to be a coach? He wrote, I suspect that whoever has chosen to sue me, either one doesn't like the fact that I am a veteran, oh, <laughs> or two is a Michigan State fan. Sorry, this was said while he was defending himself in court. Uh, this was in response to the summons. Just checking. He wrote, uh, is a Michigan State fan and knows that I am a Michigan football coach and wants to draw my attention away. He had one Spartans <laughs> fan in mind. Someone named Jeff. Always. Ugh. Always. Classic Jeff. I'm picturing Stomach. Jeff the shark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably was. In a yeah. little green. Little that green guy, can, a, you can't hoodie. stop him from moving anywhere, right? That's yes. true. <laughs> yes. Who lived down the street in your yard and had a son attending Michigan State. Always comes back to little brother, man. Fucking Jeff. I bet Michigan State fucking loves this, though. They're like, yeah, get his ass, Jeff. Get his ass, Jeff. <laughs> I am Jeff. Yeah, I am Jeff. I am stand Jeff. With, stand with Jeff. We are all we, Jeff. We, we are Jeff. We, we are all Jeff. Jeff is Legion. We are Sparta Jeff. Stand with Sparta Jeff. Jeff Strong. <laughs> There's more on Jeff, though. This is the best. He uncomfortably questioned me about Michigan football and what goes on in our building. Gives me a bad feeling about him. He definitely seemed like someone who wants to distract me with unnecessary time-consuming things like this. This is such football brain stuff applied yes. to normal world. It's like coaches are obsessed with distraction like at, like as an epithet and as the worst thing that can possibly happen, mm-hmm. right? So like a- anything in football coaches, and this guy is you know obviously straining the definition of football coach, but anything in the football brain world applied to the real world just views you know uh, my arm fell off what a distraction right yeah this is also people have uh so we we have heard from folks close to the michigan program that in person this was uh connor was a like many of us a lot quieter that he is on the on the message boards very much a uh you know yes sir no sir uh head down type of working guy but people had uh, I keep seeing people who maybe aren't super familiar with the sport online uh, saying things like, well, how could nobody notice this guy is talking like this? Because they fucking all talk like this. All of mm-hmm. 
all of them. Yeah. This is this is also, by the way, not <gasps> only. Oh, sorry. Ryan is Ryan is texting me because he is he is ill uh, mm-hmm. and has taken off for the rest of the episode. But he he would like to point out that uh, the real Connor Stallion's gold mine would be his next door posts, and we need to find those. Okay, we, we're on it. <laughs> yeah, his his retorts to next door posts. Oh, the it just the subject line is just first of all, comma. <laughs> that and that. Fuck you, Jeff. This is also, by the way, the re forward re Jeff. <laughs> this is the overlap between football coach speak and character in an Edgar Allan Poe story. Where they're like, this man was annoying me. <laughs> He's conspiring He's provoking me and distracting me from my important mission. So I put him in a wall. Clearly he was trying to give me a heart attack. Yes. I was I was on the verge of psychosis and a complete mental collapse <laughs> when the British cavalry's horns sounded and rescued me from Spain. Yeah. That's that's so close to like you're so close to Roderick Usher. You're so close to just being like the most insane person in the room. If you aren't already. Is there more? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, So not only did he have a whole bunch of vacuums on his porch, because I guess in his extremely uh, football-addled brain, the side hustle to all of this would be, how am I going to pay for it? Well, clearly, I'm going to run a vacuum refurbishment business because that's where the money's at, is vacuum refurbishment. Uh, Stallions sold many on Amazon with underwhelming results. Several buyers complained of defective units with missing parts. That <laughs> earned him a seller rating of 2.8 out of 5 defective stars. Defective units with missing parts sounds like TCU's championship. Hey! 2.8's above average. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that good enough for a Michigan man? I don't think so. No, no, I don't believe so. No. But keep in mind, this was all um, hampered by Jeff. Mm. So, like, Jeff probably cost our man two whole stars. Yeah. Man. Wouldn't be the first time Michigan didn't have enough five stars. <laughs> yeah. So, this is, uh, this is the most important news of the day. I cannot, I cannot emphasize enough. Sorry, I, have to, I need to highlight my favorite part of this article, which is not anybody else's favorite part, but... It's right in the middle of there, just this aside, where in high school, he, he's always wanted to be a football coach, and like like a lot of us. And uh, In high school, it says he researched how to become a football coach. Okay. Let's see here. How to become a football Research? Is that the word? Uh, ooh, how to become a football coach with no experience. I'm clicking that one. Ah. You, this is like, okay, you say this about coaching, unlike many under, other industries, and this is maybe the problem. Um, coaching is one of those very few industries that you can just like show up at a certain level and just work at it until you get better or don't. Okay, so like Jed Fish, I'll you give can, you like you, all of us could like regardless. We could be actuaries. Actually, we shouldn't be actuaries in coaching football, but yeah, we could be haberdashers and all quit our jobs and tomorrow be football coaches somewhere. It would be for no money and it would be at like middle school, but. Coaching is one of those things where you could anybody can do it. You can just go do it. That's what look at some of the, look at the population of it. So anyone like, so, can do this. So WikiHow says one get certified in your state by the local interscholastic federation. That's number state two, stuff. obtain the required clearances, and number three, get your teaching license. There you oh, go. Oh, that sounds yeah, that sounds hard. Never mind. It's a lot yeah. of paperwork. 
This is, um, or you could do a jet. Or join the motherfucking <laughs> Marines. Yeah. Or. You could become a leader of men. Become Counter Stallions is, man, it orcas. takes a lot to catch our attention as as a Marine on this show. What are orcans, orcas, if not the stallions of the sea? See? Huh. See? See? See and Orcas are Marines. Mm-hmm. They kill indiscriminately. You know they they, the they they evolved from land animals like mm-hmm. so they are they are indeed amphibious like a like a marine. So this is like as a point of comparison. You don't even have to play football. Mike Lee should not play football. Jed Fish did not play football. I believe Jed Fish was like a high school tennis whiz who then went and uh, got a degree in criminology at the University of Florida where for like 400 days straight he left a note on Steve Spurrier's car that was basically like let me make coffee, let me do whatever. Uh, and that let me make you coffee. <laughs> I don't need any coffee. <laughs> let me dry your tears. Leave me alone, weirdo. Um, I'm here. No one will find you. I'll be on the course if you need me. Do some, do something useful for me. Go get me some. Go get me some Titleists. I lost a couple in the water yesterday. I ain't Lane, happy about go, it. And I mean, listen, it works. Lane, go get his sandwiches. Look where he is now. Yeah, Jedfish was also, by the way, uh, room, how, he was college roommates with Howie Roseman, the like extremely brilliant general manager of uh, official shutdown forecast NFL team, the Philadelphia Eagles. So well, go birds. I thought we were a house divided Bills outfit. We might be. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. It's a little, little harder so to do that right now. Weird. I, I know that's why. A, my God, they're number two in scoring differential, and they're five and four, but should be three and six. What so. what the fuck is that? They're Texas A and M. Oh, that makes it less interesting. <laughs> they're so fucking weird. Yeah. yeah, that is so. You don't have to do that. Connor Stallion's idea was that he would take the Mike Shashevsky. Uh, way in which was to translate your experience as an academy kid into coaching because because leadership you you know you how you have led a troop and now you are a leader you know how well I'm translating you know how well those translate when you consider such extremely militaristic and rigid leaders as college football legends barry switzer and pete carroll <laughs> Pete Carroll was in the military? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You you scared the hell out of me for a second. No. Like, this would explain several Pete Carroll went to the it's University like, of Pacific. I don't That's think, why I yeah. was confused. It's like, it's like weirdo core or something. University like, of the Pacific ROTC is it, it just was a like hacky a, sack circle. Yeah, it's like a quickly scrapped 1970s experiment. Like, we're just going to... The beatniks are going to do some weird <laughs> shit and they'll <laughs> distract <laughs> the enemy. Air Force is how long you can keep this volleyball in the air. He went to Hijinx Academy. <laughs> I was a member of the Freak Berets. That was it. <laughs> I don't know why that was less likely than Barry Switzer being in the military, but... I could see Barry Switzer being kicked out after, like, eight minutes. I can't see Barry Switzer being anything but, like, an old military guy, but I can't see him getting there. <laughs> you can't you can't crack a beard in F-16? <laughs> yeah. can if you want to. Yeah. Maybe you can't. <laughs> I can. High you know who else is aquatic? Five admirals' yeah, daughters. that's right. Jetfish. Yep. Jed Fish. Oh, yeah. Last name Fish. Arizona football is fun ago. <laughs> Thank you for turning him into a snork. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is, uh, again, I will read anything about this because it is the silliest <laughs> the, the silliest goddamn story and the best. But, listen, the universe is like, okay, we got you. Yeah. Yeah. Every there will goddamn be more. day. This is, the, I don't know any story that we have come back to this many like episodes in a row. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And now Michigan really only has one choice, which is fuck off. That's it. That's the that's the one club they have left in their bag, which is 
Fuck off. We all agree that we want them to win a title and defend a tainted title forever, right? Uh, I, I want them to see if they can... I want them to just basically tell everyone, including the Big Ten, to absolutely kiss their ass. Hold, I already hold, had a wager on winning a hold title, but now I want it even more than I did at that time. Yeah, to so be like, clear, I, I, when I say defend a tainted title, I mean with your whole chest. Yeah, I want... Sincerely. Um, everyone says that banner is a lie, and... Michigan there, fans are the ones who have to say, mm-hmm. actually, those rules are wrong. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bubba Sparks. Welcome back to the mud again. You're just like the rest of us. So, <laughs> speaking of just like the rest of us, it is wild that the unipolar haters defense, where you just say, hey, you guys have all these charges and we have all of this money. And Once again, Dr. Pepper commercials. <laughs> we have higher academic standards. <laughs> that's, that's that's what they're going to end up having to Fansville do with the Big Ten. All of this because the Big Ten and Tony Petiti, the new commissioner, he's <laughs> Tony Pe- and Jeff. Tony and Petiti, Jeff. my name is Jeff. It'd be great, by the way, if a bunch of shitty vacuum cleaners were what kicked this off, and Jeff was the first source. He's like, God, this guy's such a fucking weirdo. What is? What he if do? he had a falling out? Like, what if, what if the vacuum business was <laughs> Jeff's or something like that? If if he, if that was the source of all this, I would absolutely love it. But vacuum drama embroils <laughs> university. <laughs> <laughs> university yeah. sucked into vacuum scandal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff just sitting there going, "You can't even suck right." Um. Yep. Huh? So this is. This is the thing. They're going to end up using the Mike Garrett haters defense. If you remember when USC was um, in trouble at the end of the Pete Carroll era and they asked athletic director Mike Garrett, who remember, in order to be athletic director at USC, you just had to have gone to USC. That's it. It was the sole requirement for the job. Awesome qualifications. You just had to look good in a blazer and know some guys. That's it. And they were like, he seems cool. He should be the athletic director. And... Mike Garrett was asked about this, and basically Mike Garrett was like, well, you know, they're just, they just hate us because they ain't us. That's it. They're just mad. Haters, haters stay mad. And that was their actual defense in all of this. And that's what Michigan's going to be left with. And, then and it might work. In the 2010s, there was this, like, cooperate with the cops era. Yeah. Like, everyone tried to play nice with the NCAA and <laughs> always regretted it, right? <laughs> just the lie back and think of England years. Yeah, so like now we were returning to the wisdom of the ancestors who just, <laughs> nah, I would prefer not to. Not home. <laughs> nah. Talk to Jeff. Yes, or as going from an earlier discussion about James Harden that I had, uh, this is the audacity of nope. That's, that's what this is going to have to be. It's like, need some audacity of cope before this is over. This most likely, Wait, what brother. We, what did that dude say on the live chat? Crope? Cropium? Yeah, Cropium. Yeah, cope, see, small. You'll have to do all that. Why are you telling your enemy to cope? I'm just going to stand over my enemy and be like, die. Don't cope. Those are listen. You know what you tell your enemy? Those are your emotions. You can't put them on me. You have to manage those. Let's hear. Let's hear more of this negative self-talk, enemy. Yeah, <laughs> let's work on your self-talk. On. It's entirely too positive. And that's that's where Michigan's going to end up. Love it. I think Michigan Michigan is going to end up telling the Big Ten to kiss their ass. That's a, a place that I didn't think we'd end up on this. But hey, again, the scandal is putting us all into fabulous places. Like say Michigan the, to the SEC. Um, 
do we want to uh, read the schedule off the internet? Schedule game, schedule game. Time to play the schedule game. Look at the schedule. Uh, Virginia, Louisville. Oh, God. Folks, yeah. Tuesday, it's almost Tuesday. By the time you hear this, we'll be three games into the schedule. So None of them sure. are very interesting. Mac, Mac, Max. Folks, uh, games have already happened. Congratulations to insert three winners here. Yes. Tonight, there are three more games. Also, none of them very interesting. Uh, the Mac is... Yeah, there's only like oh, three no. or four, three or four teams who you'd want to see play each other, and most of those have already happened. Yeah, yeah. None, none of the, none of the matchups look um, matchups. I will peek at Eastern Michigan v Toledo on Wednesday night. I, I love my, I love my Rockets, but I don't need to see them beat up on Eastern. I will sim ahead to Wyoming UNLV oh, on kidding? Friday. I'm going to watch it because it's my beloved Rockets. Heat. If we had said preseason Wyoming UNLV, absolute heat on a Friday night, you would have, you have scoffed at us. You said you bad man. Oh, oh, Craig Bowl and Barry Odom kind of have like a hmm. A, a a shiny, it's, a, it's a shiny head off. Wait, Craig Bowl isn't <laughs> there anymore, is he? No, he's there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a shiny headed tussle. No, that's Craig, a lot of skull. Yeah, it is <laughs> the skull knocker classic. It's I don't. Just, so UNLV, this is you know their, their best team in a while and mm-hmm. whatever, and I haven't seen any of it. So let's get a look at them. Really interesting offense. If you have not gotten the chance to watch them. At the risk of saying something sincere, they have a really interesting. No, I really no, I, I mean it. I really like what he's done there. Yeah, Barry. Also, also remember that even even with the comeback win against the get right win against Florida, mm-hmm. Arkansas without Barry Odom, not the same team. Hmm. Hey, um, <laughs> Bama has to play Kentucky. Yes, they do. I'm not saying that Bama is going to lose to Kentucky, but it's going to be annoying, and I like that for them. This is where we all collectively, like fully, I think, as a nation, get on board with Jalen Milrose, really good. Yeah. It's finally, yeah. finally, the, the nominative determinism kicks in. You got a kid named Milrose who is not going to succeed at Alabama. Yeah. Like, if that name does not appear anywhere in the text of Forrest Gump, yeah. Also, this is how Nick Saban learned to st- learned to stop worrying and love a running quarterback. In earnest, in mm. earnest. We've had quarterbacks who could scoot before. I think that's it. I think Nick Saban's like Watching previous him tolerance. And Joe Milton figure that out in the same week was harrowing. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's fun now to watch them separately. They've gone from scooting quarterbacks to like Tua was. Um, uh, nimble, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was fluid in the pocket. We're yes. about to get to sneakily athletic, which is going to be a real. That was list. uh, that was Jacob Coker. I think. Ja- yeah, Jacob Coker, <laughs> uh, Blake Sims. Who I think you could say was a scrambler, right? Mm-hmm. He, he yeah, had yeah, some yeah, scrambling yeah. ability. But this is the first quarterback at Alabama I can remember in a very, very long term. Who you go? We've gone past. We've gone into the lewd outright we're running. The, we're we, past the McCarran zone. Yes, we're no longer at chased can scoot. Right? Nope. <laughs> Pants off. What? This is just full, whoa, 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 whoa. full what naked. Gonna, what are you going to do? But you can't, you can't catch him and make him full, put his pants on. Cause full naked boot. Yeah. Guy can run. Mm-mm. This is a running. This is a quarterback who is truly dual threat. And um, if you did not listen to the NFL uh, podcast Split Zone Duo, there is a moment in that game against LSU where Jalen Milrow puts his foot in the ground. And it's kind of this like frame shifting moment for that offense because you go oh we're doing this now he he has the ability to just take off and get 30 yards upfield have a cave troll yeah for real for real so yeah you get to watch this um it'll be uh against kentucky and and frankly kentucky fans if you don't like the outcome of this game again write some checks to the nil fund at kentucky 
Mark Stoops is going to be having a lovely Mark Stoops bourbon and awaiting your donation because otherwise, don't complain about it. That's Simply. straight from Mark's mouth himself. The other Simply thing I like about this game. Your basketball yeah. funds. And- it's happening in Lexington. It's supposed to be 45 degrees, uh, and it'll be dark by the second quarter because it's November. This is also happening at the same time as Michigan Penn State, which will give you something to watch. Yeah, that's uh, slightly more of interest, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a gambler. Did uh, I assume that we have all absorbed the impact uh, of what happened to November Maryland last week? Yes. They're favored by two and a half over Nebraska at Nebraska this week. Matt Rule, make me some money, baby. That's it. Cut a, cut a fire promo. Take advantage of this. Is by the way, I finally watched the video. Yeah, it's a good speech. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good speech. I like Matt Rule. Uh, I'm pretty sure Matt Rule's the first coach ever to block me on t- Twitter, and I totally deserved it. Matt Rule, in this case, turned Nebraska. Hey, did what did you say to him? Wait, what did I say to who? Matt oh, Rule. I didn't say anything. I just photoshopped him into an owl mask when he got hired at Temple, and I kept tweeting it out. <laughs> he just <laughs> It was a really scary mask. So, so he's finally just like, enough of that shit. Uh, no, we, we, put it, we put it on every not... photo. We put it on every photo of every story we did about uh, Temple. Yeah. It was just him in this giant, like, ornate owl mask, and he got very understandably sick of that shit, I guess. Looks like Nebraska's quite injured. Hmm. Mm. So maybe not the jackal game I thought it would be. Hmm. This could be a race to the bottom. Well, it's a Big Ten game, so. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, Penn State. Big game, James. Big game, James. As an underdog, to be fair. As an underdog, so we'll bust out the real thrilling stuff. Oh, there's two Jameses. Who will be the bigger game, James? Hmm. This is it. Mr. Game, James. Who... Who will be Jim and who will be James? Who will be Jim Franklin? Jim Franklin. Hi, I'm Jim Franklin here at Jim Franklin Automotive. I'm so the hierarchy is the, whoever is the most disappointing is the Jimbo. Yeah, yeah. Jim. So we've got whoever. Yeah, we've got Jim is the top and then James is the middle because that's a little informal and creates a is, sense of is, personal remove and then is Jimbo. Jimmy at the top via Jimmy Butler? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think anybody's <laughs> taking that spot from him. I yeah. like that in order to tether and anchor the value, we're like, Jimmy Butler, that's it, top. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is the sun, and we are orientating planets around him. There's no power creep past follows. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, no. Jimbo, Jimbo's... I'm sorry, find me a single Jim in this league who could pull off sideswept bangs. <laughs> they have to use that every time they show his photo it's on wonderful. TV. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's working. Like, that was the thing. The preseason was like, are they really going to do this? Are they really going to do this? And they're like, oh, fuck it. We have to do this. <laughs> yeah, that's what he showed up as. God damn. This man understands my values. Like, if I, I'm just picturing every time I see this, I'm thinking about Jimmy Butler as a presidential candidate and taking a survey. And I'm like, true or false? Jimmy Butler represents my values. True. <laughs> yeah, strongly agree. Five. <laughs> yeah, like, that's Jimmy just Butler the question. represents the kind of leadership I want in Washington. Five. Jimmy Butler, strongly agree. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, among his many thousands of interesting little anecdotes illustrating his quality, Jimmy Butler got rich and decided that the business he wanted to invest in was a futuristic coffee truck. 
and I have seen this coffee truck. It's supposed to be like okay, it's he made really... bank during the bubble. You know this, right? Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be good. It is really good. They had it at the Miami race. Oh, okay. No, they had it at the Miami race, and it's you like sampled Jimmy Butler coffee and didn't tell us. And it had yes, and the the actual van itself has these like Star Trek doors on the back, mm-hmm. so it's like yeah, I gotta go on break, and the door goes. <laughs> which oh, is that. perfect that he was like I'm, i got rich so what am i gonna do i'm going to enter the future highly caffeinated so coffee to my friends yes that sounds fun it's perfect that's like a way to do business without most exploiting your friends like most startup businesses i will count on penn state a big game under james franklin when hell freezes over michigan wins that's that's my year you know who you can count on is jmu to hit 10 and 0 and Putting up a big fuss against the NCAA that won't go anywhere. What should they? Okay, because they're facing UConn. What should they yeah. do at this point? They should go twelve and zero, and yeah. hang a banner, hang a fucking banner. I don't I, care. I agree. I think that they should. I think that they should print the banner. But should they try and stage some sort of exhibition game against Michigan? Yes, they could go to Hawaii. They could do a road game at Hawaii if they. Uh, mm. Yeah, they could oh. do that, and then they could call it a. Can bowl. we sponsor this game? Offer Probably. to play the game. JMU, great. we will sponsor your postseason exhibition. JMU, we will pay for you to play the winner of the Grey Cup. With uh, Coors Light's money. Right, Coors Light? That's right. That's right, Holly. There you go. Thank you, Mr. Coors Light. Thanks, I'll cover Creed at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But go ahead, print the banners. Uh, this is this, These are our instructions to everybody who finishes the season undefeated and doesn't get their due. Remember, just do whatever you want. It's your holiday. Celebrate. All trophies are made up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as as has been reiterated, um, go look at all of Bama's title claims. Mm-hmm. Yours are just as valid as a couple of those. Oh, y'all. Colorado's finally fallen to the Pac-12 network. Damn. It Damn. Took, <laughs> it took 10 weeks. And they said they, said they and were coming. They're playing, well, and they're playing an 11 a.m. kickoff. And they're playing Arizona, which... This was so, <laughs> probably circled before the season as like that's our likeliest conference win. Mm-hmm. They're an eleven Arizona point home dog. Arizona has proved to be um, Ar- the Arizona schools have have not you know they're they're not putting up world beating records. They have given us so many entertaining scenarios through the first two thirds of the season. Both of them. Mm-hmm. I just a real appreciation for your whole your whole state there, Arizona. Thank you. There is a battle for bowl eligibility that I want to highlight at noon. That is between two teams that are both five and four, and that if I had told you oh, prior to the season, do we have to talk about this? Yeah, I, no, no, no. I listen, want to because well, I want this to. This isn't split zone duo. We don't have to. We don't have to talk about the group of five here. I want to call this shot. Georgia Tech is four and two in conference. Clemson Sorry for is two calling and you a group of five. Georgia is two and four in conference. Tech. Georgia, I think Georgia Tech's going to beat Clemson's ass. Oh, it's Clemson's an the even other week. Team? Even week. Georgia Tech has won every game they've played on an even week. Or even yeah, number they, they might have yeah. broken that trend. We got to test that theory. Yeah, n- unfortunately, whenever it was an even number, they they've won. The minute I saw twenty twenty three Dabo say, "Hey, listen, Clemson's a stock. You better buy all you can." I was like, "Next, they're gonna lose the next week." You know, Dabo, we're gonna to take financial advice from the guy who said he would quit when players got paid. Hey, um, a theory that I've seen from AndrewHammondDeVale dot com is uh. Tyler from Spartanburg was a work, Ooh. an inside job. Huh? You should have known it. No Clemson fan is actually brave enough to call in and say a Bible. Well, that's a wrestling term, brother. That's a wrestling term, 
And it's uh, it would be an extremely evangelical move to have someone out in the out in the crowd. Hey, why don't you be the the atheist who's who I can easily shoot down? That's would they dare make guy. it a troop? That that's the head fake, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to call into Clemson's show as Marine Todd. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, Jonesy. <laughs> uh, hi, Kevin Sorbo from God's Not Dead here. <laughs> Love your work, Kevin. Oh, coach, I'm going to fuck this tiger. Uh, the CW is on at 2 o'clock. Oh, NC State God. making their fourth appearance on the CW. <laughs> Where does college football live? In your heart and on the CW. They're the same NC thing. State. Wake Forest. Uh, Wake, Wake fighting for its... For, for a postseason bid, they're currently four and five. NC State fighting to go four and zero oh in the CW. I don't know if that's true, but I'm sure. Oh, oh, probably man. fighting to go seven and zero. Oh. Wait, okay. Wake has three chances in the next uh, two chances in the next three games to get to six. One of those games is Syracuse, but the other is Notre Dame. Okay, mm. so they likely need this one, but. To be NC State is one of the best uh, fuck you take this anyway teams mm. this year. Like they are very much the like, God, you guys really don't do that much, and you're kind of hard to watch, and you're very tough. And are they're we, like, that's are we right. A lot like the, CW. the spell of Dave Doran's music. Yeah, this is about the most interesting NC State team in in quite a while. Mm. Other than the various ones with like, wow, it's like a Pro Bowl team that's seven and five, but. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because they're on the CW and therefore I've seen a lot of them, so I'm, like, <laughs> I'm invested in them now. <laughs> I can't stop watching. <laughs> are, they, are they collegiate bills? Um, no, no, because they make sense. Yeah, like their their record is what it should be. Mm. I think so. If I'm looking for collegiate bills, I'm going to sort by three lost teams: uh, LSU, <laughs> Baylor. Tune into the CW to see what okay. what analyst Dave Doran will tell to kiss his ass next. And then oh. Riverdale. And then Riverdale. <laughs> Followed up by a rerun of Supernatural. Listen, hmm. we still have to get my dad on here to talk about Supernatural. He's a big fan. He's seen every episode. Yeah. I've never seen any of them. He just describes them to me. And that's when I figured out he likes it because it's like Law and Order and there just happen to be vampires in it. And that doesn't bother him because it's procedural. <laughs> Uh, in the hottest game of 1993, Miami at Florida State at 3:30. Oh, it's food poisoning weather. That's... Yeah, it's at Doe Campbell. There. However, at the same time on Fox, thank you counter programming Utah at Washington. That's a lot better. <laughs> that is a lot better. On paper, it's a lot better. Yeah. Um, nothing else is happening at 3:30 that I know of. Huh. Oh, look, Tennessee, no, Missouri. Shut up. In the SEC East, a, a, nope. a battle, a pivotal battle. Um, Oklahoma State is in the SEC West. That is a common mistake. Mm. So the most important 330 game. Um, folks, over the past year, there have been two games with a uh, point total over under 30.5, which at the time was a record. Both of those were <laughs> Iowa Hawkeyes games. That record was then eclipsed last week when Northwestern Iowa started at 29.5. Oh! The bar has been lowered yet again. Saw, to Rutgers, Rutgers, Iowa is as of Tuesday still 28.5. Last week, it didn't hold. It, it, it peaked above 30 due to cowardice, 
uh, due to a lot of bad investments by people who didn't believe in Iowa, who should have bet the under and dragged that number down even lower. Those folks are kicking themselves, and they are investing more wisely this week because the number is holding at 28.5. Server played down featuring Lil Wayne. <laughs> my boss my boss told me we had to get the under of one to 28 and a half. We got to get that lower or they're going to kill me. Allied ties. I will be 500 club. Who is that character? <laughs> He's from a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> is that Louisiana, Iowa? <laughs> that is it. It's the guy from Allied Tires, you know. Oh, My okay. boss told me if we didn't get it lower, lower, lower. He's going to kill me. <laughs> Let's see. This is um this yes. is um still oh, with Nebraska to go. Nebraska currently <laughs> Nebraska to go should be its own stat. Nebraska's offense is currently less Sounds productive delicious. than Rutgers's oh. and yeah, uh, Rutgers and their defense is basically the same as Rutgers's. So the the Black Friday total we can go lower. We can go under four touchdowns. <laughs> Twenty-eight and a half. I oh. say we make history and bet this under. Let's do yes. it. Let's have a, yes. Let's have a nice yeah. nap. Last week wasn't even close. <laughs> it would have had to go to overtime for a while to go over. Um, I have a. I have an interesting game on ESPN Plus at three thirty. Hmm. I think it's a successor to the Butt Bowl. It's, yeah. it's a shame that we only have one of those a year, so I've been looking around for for fun initial games that we can play with the Chirons. Fairly new-ish uh, conference mashup, Florida International at Middle Tennessee. Fumed. Fumed. <laughs> rolls off rolls off the tongue. Fumed. Over under here is 52 and a half. You are welcome. It's, it's godless it's, football. It's a larger number, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now everything just looks unholy to me. <laughs> I need that over. Yeah, it's oh, so, so big. It's full of holes. It's under under 30. Anything else is frivolous. It's too many. Yeah. You better. Wow. Like like the guys like the guy who made the mashup of Iowa Northwestern being played in a sepia tone filter to the tune of tack piano music. I need you to roll the tack piano up to the sidelines. Like that would that would be what I would do for Iowa Rutgers. I would see if I could get a tack piano they in the stadium. Tack piano. We should. They have to have a tack piano. If anybody has a tack piano that we can have, yeah. please let us know. Drinking drinking bathtub gin out of my shoe. Watching Iowa Northwestern. Rolling bandages for the boys. Yeah. Oh, your FCS game of the week is uh, South Dakota State Youngstown State at noon. Yes, it is. Is that the rare jackrabbit penguin duel? Yes. Can anyone better. stop the jackrabbits? If the penguins can't, no one can. Who has the more powerful feet? Who is cuter? Oh, oh mm, that tough. is a fight. Who uh, has the more pettable haunches? <laughs> <laughs> I have disappointment circled on the schedule for you already. At 7 p.m. Eastern, Ole Miss travels to Athens, Georgia to face the Georgia Bulldogs. You're going to say scheduled disappointment and skip both Pitt, Syracuse, and Auburn, Arkansas? I expect nothing from any of those games. and I, I await the universe giving me whatever it wants to give me out of those two games. All right, let's go. Additionally, yeah. annually, the dumbest game in the Pac-12, Wazoo Cal. Yeah, yeah. That one's that one's like pure derangement. So what game is Bedlam now? Ooh. Ooh. I have a, I have a, I have a, a candidate, but... 
what, what is your candidate? So I asked this on Twitter, and um, <laughs> LSU Auburn was the most frequent that was response. What, that was my first choice, yeah. Except do we want a genuine Bedlam game, or do we want one that's in the anything can happen but not really category? Oh, a sarcastic Bedlam? I think let's yeah. go legit this time. Okay. okay. Yeah, Auburn LSU would definitely be my first pick. Like, like the uh, anything you know, for a long time the Bedlam name was like you know ultimately a mockery of Oklahoma State because they rarely or ever Ole Miss won it. Bama. But now it's a mockery yeah. of Oklahoma because they lost the last one, therefore they lost all of them. Mm-hmm. So I think I think saying uh, Oklahoma State won old Bedlam, LSU Auburn is new Bedlam. Mm-hmm. How's that work? And it, yeah, and if we've learned anything from our betters in the Big Twelve, it's that. Whoever got you last got you last, which we learned from Texas and Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that way forever. Only yeah. Georgia. Uh, a lot of folks will get their hopes up. Yeah, the, no. Even if uh, and I know, I know. If you're like me and you're super cynical and you go, "Yeah, Ole Miss has no chance of winning this game," and there's no way Lane's going to be able to pull this off. Um, at the eleventh hour, just before the game, something good will happen, and you'll go, "I don't know." <laughs> maybe this is when they do it resist there are resist. so many there are so many mississippi fans coming to this game i love some of them some of them are staying in my home um i, w- I will be ready with hot compresses and cold drinks or reverse that yeah georgia will win this game uh let's see uh jeff and the boys are heading to columbus where they're 31 point <laughs> underdogs <laughs> Yeah, but you know what they don't leave on their porches in Columbus? Bunch of fucking vacuum cleaners. Because they, they don't own any. Yeah, because they yeah. got them. Look, see, Michigan fans, I'm still among you. I, tap, I, mean, tap. I said that just now. Uh, Spencer, how do you feel about playing in LSU? Uh, we're going to lose. Uh, the Wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if you didn't, though? I mean, they're LSU. They're, they're, ca- six, this is and, a, they're six and three. This they're is a particularly team ranked 14. No, yeah, man, this, this isn't a great LSU. I'm ready. I'm no. I'm preparing myself spiritually to lose to Doug Nussmeier. You're going to score some oh, points. When you put it like that. It is depressing. You're going to score some points. All right. You know what? I have seen this team conf- confound any expectations, even positive. You say, "Oh, we're going to score some points." Are we? Yeah. Are we? You're playing LSU. Yeah. You know. No. I'm, I'm telling you. For mark this down. We won't. You're score not going to score any points. No. Boys. We'll score. Do you still we'll, have that bullshit scoring streak? We do. We have the bullshit scoring. So it's ending. It's it's ending this week. Oh yeah, that would be if it if it does end, it will end this week. (laughs) We'll get blanked by a Matt House defense. It it ends on the backs of Graham Mertz and Brian Kelly. How are you going to feel? Um, no, I'll feel nothing. It's all it's all dead inside (laughs) at this point. It's just. Coach, does it hurt when we poke there? Yeah. Nope. Coach, does this look infected? Just a charred pit where my football heart once was. Um, Pits playing Syracuse. Yeah, I, I have a... Speaking of charred pits, oh. I have a one... Before you look, Texas A&M is going to get bowl eligible. <laughs> they are. But only because they have Aveline Christian in week 11. <laughs> now you're SEC boys. Welcome to SoCon Challenge Week. They have to play Mississippi State first, though. Mississippi State. Still, I think, my MVPs for the year for the wildest drive of the football calendar, which was, yes, their 20-play... 12 minute uh field goal drive for three points against kentucky their only points of the game so shouts out to y'all you've already hit the mountain you've already hit the peak uh anything you do in this game is gravy and it's favored by 19 i just saw the usc oregon total (laughs) 73 and a half oh my god and that's fair (laughs) that is fair 
And I saw some people who were already sort of counter-talking USC here saying things like, hey, listen, I know they had a bad game, but... And I'm like, do you think the butt is going to matter when you're going up against the killing machine that is this Oregon Ducks team? This is Los Angeles, baby. The butt always matters. So the <laughs> biggest um, over-under game, I, we looked this up a while back, I remember. Okay, never mind. It was in the 80s. <laughs> oh, boys. Boys, boys. We skipped a, we skipped a corker. Hmm. Eight o'clock. ACC Network. Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Duke. You've invited Mike Elko to town. <laughs> Guess who's coming to dinner, bitches? <laughs> That's, with with his backup quarterback and everything. They're still going to win. Named as, whose name is like Gilderoy Lockhart or something. His name is like Grayson Mantis or okay. something. Grayson. Okay, I'm not looking it up. It's Grayson Mantis. Grayson Mantis. <laughs> Welcome that, to Mantis Manor. Yeah, that is that is not. It's Grayson Loftus. Iowa State BYU. Why'd you look it up? The most independent no, bowl game I can imagine. It's they're in the same conference. Yeah, why don't they just go to Shreveport and wait? That's, that's Air that's Force Hawaii. Meanest. Well, at least we know how they got there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> On the back of a whale. <laughs> Navy Hawaii. We'll be there in a minute. Okay, it'll take a while. That's a week thir- thirteen or whatever. Navy, we'll call you if we need a ride. Seriously, uh, or the most punishing stat about Oregon I know is that if you've watched them play, they're very much like they're very much a line dominant, powerful football team. Mm-hmm. They lead the nation in for total first downs, which just means, did you hate what happened to you on that play? Cool, it's probably <laughs> going to happen again. I love that for the last decade or so, the best Oregon teams are tough as fuck, and they have this like the the everyone falls for like the cutesy brand, right? And mm-hmm. not so much these days, people. I think. Most people have gotten the message, but they're still like, what a what a flashy team. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, Bonex can throw, but they play football-ass football. Yeah, this is some serious football-ass football, which is maybe why the line is Oregon by 16 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you're going to see, oh, God, again, sentences keep coming out of my mouth that a year or two ago I would have slapped myself for saying, I think you're going to see Bo Nix really dominate the game here, and, and Caleb Williams is going to continue to struggle. Normal. Uh, Typical. Typical. USC could go 7-6. and six. Yeah. They got, no, I that's, mean, that's you, a, you, UCLA's after this. It's, it's not a guaranteed win by any stretch. Yeah, because, you know, if you fire your defensive coordinator, you're still starting a 6-6 dude at uh, at weak side linebacker. Also, as, um, as Manny Navarro wrote today, the um, – there's this thing where one of the challenges of being an air raid defensive coordinator is, you know, you're back on the field very quickly. You're on the field all the time. And Lincoln Riley a few years ago did a great job of running the ball, balancing that shit. Right. Um, And like, that is, that is the actual balance thing. When we talk about run pass balance is like, keep the clock moving a bit, give it even some break. Um, Manny Navarro showed that Lincoln Riley's, teams have run the ball less and less and less and less by the year as as like the Grinks defensive rankings fell so too did USC slash Oklahoma's rushing totals so like Lincoln Riley's calling like 10 fewer runs per game than he was uh just a few years ago when the Grink was good it's crazy how like possibly correlated those things are running the ball fixes everything this is- I mean <laughs> It does. It, it fixes everything. It fixes your defense. Fixes your offense. Probably like you're probably like, man, my home life's so much better, and, and I'm sleeping better. And <laughs> why? 
Running the ball I'm forty not times a game. Sued by Tolkien. I'm sued by Tolkien. My porch is free of the vacuum cleaners that once Jeff cluttered in it. Weeks. Yeah. Just run the ball, man. Applied sure. apply to forehead. <laughs> apply forehead to ball. Apply forehead to ball. Thrive. <laughs>